I would do my maths in the morning and I would miss the rest of my periods at school and I'd be going to train with Jermaine Defoe, Berbatov, Didier Zakora, all them boys. you a happy good friday people and many thanks again for tuning in to ye1 the spurs podcast which has set itself the lofty target of reviewing a season a day in descending chronological order we're extremely proud to have now completed the third week of daily podcast former spurs academy graduate current club academy coach at hampton and richton borough midfielder sam cox is with us again to recall the 2008-2009 season which amazingly could well have seen the club spiral out of the premier league had Harry Redknapp not been drafted in to lift us from the bottom of the table. Sam, delighted to have you back. Whereabouts were you in terms of your career in 2008? 2008, I would have been a second-year scholar. Yeah, second-year scholar I would have been. Second-year full-time at the club, looking to earn myself a professional contract. So, yeah, that was a really good year for me, personally. Brilliant. So, yeah, you must remember this season quite well then, being very integral within the club. No, I'm not sure about that. We'll, we'll, we'll see what the questions come up with. <laughs> we'll, uh, a few key facts. So, we finished eighth in the Premier League and we began the season with Wande Ramos, but sacked him after six losses and no wins in the first eight games. Apparently, our worst start to the season in the club's history. Peter, how did you feel, bearing in mind we'd won a trophy the previous season, how did you feel, Peter, going into this season? Going into the 2008-9 um, season, we made all these purchases. The climax to the 2008 season was we did have a decline after winning that League Cup. So we'd had a succession of, I don't know if we won a game following on from that. So there was a bit of a slide after that. But then uh, I looked at the new boys coming in, I think. Was David Bentley one of the new signings? Bentley, Modric. Yes. Was that pa- Pavlichenko? Did he come oh, in that year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he so did, correct. I'm yeah. always optimistic when I think about the manager having um, a transfer window and a pre-season with the players, and you've got that sort of fresh August feeling, and you think, yeah, but I mean, there was this shadow hanging over my head of Berbatov, though I thought, a player that I idolised, so it's always hurtful to see a player you sort of really idolise, sort of almost like refusing to play for the club, so that was, there was a bit of a shadow over it there for me despite the new players coming yeah. in. I mean, Sim, the pre-season we had that season was fantastic. I mean, we beat Celtic 2-0 amongst our games. We beat Dortmund 3-0. We beat Roma 5-0. As a youngster at the time, you must have thought, wow, this could be a brilliant season. I was 10 and at that age, you, you're always optimistic going into a season, aren't you? Funnily enough in that, I went to the Roma game that you talked about, the 5-0, and Giovanni De Santos, who was another signing, who was meant to be the... I mean, you, you quoted him as being dubbed the new Messi in the previous podcast. He starred in that game with Bentley. And I remember meeting Modric and Woodgate at the ground in the pre-season. So, yeah. you know, everything felt good. But it's you kind of look at the dealings and the players that went out. You've got Berbatov and Keane both going out. I was absolutely gutted about Keane. Berbatov, we kind mm. of expected it. But Keane just seemed to come out of nowhere. And he was a real, like, just everything that had gone well at the club in the years before that. Robbie Keane had had so much to do with and I think so, so much, so much heart went out the club when he went and when you bring in that many players to replace in the same way that when we replaced Bale with all those players 
and then maybe you don't have a manager who's fully on board with the English game or even because I was lucky enough to bump into the technical director Damien Camoli about a month ago and I just asked him what happened with Ramos what, what went wrong and he just looked at me and just said he didn't get the Premier League we lost Berber, that's, that's Berber interesting. on deadline day so mm. that was papered over a little bit by the 5-0 demolition of Roma in the pre-season but mm. I was still disappointed about Berber even more so than Keane, uh, really. Yeah, I agree. And Sam, how did you feel being a second-year scholar at the time? All these players coming in, like Modric, Gomez, David Bentley, Pavlichenko, Charlie Korloka. How did you feel when those players were coming in? Do you get much access to them? Yeah, because I think that was season. I think I may have been on the bench in the UEFA Cup. So I think we, we did get opportunities, especially our group, being that you know what we'd achieved the season before, we were going to get opportunities to train with the first team. So, yeah, no, we, we did and we, we learned a lot from that group of players. I think, was Wilson in that year or did Wilson come the year after? Palacios. Oh, sorry, no, he came in the winter. He came in the winter, Sam. Yeah, Harry, yeah, Harry, Harry, yeah Harry so, so that, that, to be fair, that group of players we learned a lot from. And I remember even when, I think, when Luca got injured at some point through that season, he actually did his rehab with the youth team when he came back. And I learned so much from Luca in just the type of player he was and how someone who was not the biggest stature could manoeuvre the ball and look after the ball. And, you know, so we, we, were, we learned a lot from those players. But ultimately, for us as apprentices, young apprentices, our focus was to earn professional contracts. So me personally, I didn't pay too much attention to the recruitment in the first team. I was just solely focused on doing the best I could wherever I was playing, whether that be reserves, youth team. If I was training up with the first team, I just had to apply myself and make sure I get that professional contract for next year because that was the goal. Peter, you talked a little bit about Berbatov leaving on deadline day. I think this sort of sums up the club recruitment in the eyes of the fans that Berbatov left and Keane left in the same transfer window. I mean, not many clubs would sell their two best players, really. It just smacks of a bit of a club with no ambition. Is that how you yeah, felt? Yeah, I just, uh, if you look at the stats, uh, the two, those two players you just mentioned shared 54 goals between them during the previous season, 2007 and 08. So it's like ripping the heart out of your strike force. I think we were just left with Darren Bent, I think, was it? Yeah, until yeah. Pav came in Darren like, very late, didn't he? But yeah. there was one point where it was just Ben. Yeah, and I thought, you know, don't get me wrong, I think Darren Bent was a prolific striker as he's gone on to prove. But, you know, as you say, it really, it really did hit, rip the heart of, uh, out of, uh, you know, you can't take 54 goals out of a team and not be affected by that, really. Yeah. Again, that was another season where we had a huge turnover of players. Like, uh, club legend left in December, Paul Staltieri. <laughs> Do you remember him, Sam? Yeah, Paul Staltieri. I spoke to him in the summer, actually. He's actually... Oh, uh, did you? I, did, I, did, I didn't even realise Paul Staltieri is half Guyanese. Really? So I, oh! I really, yeah, I saw... When did I see Paul? The day before the first game at the new stadium, the Legends game. Was that last summer? Yeah, it was yeah, last it was, March. Yeah. But I spoke to Paul at the training ground. And I knew he had he'd gone to work for the Canada FA, and I knew he had an involvement with the Canada national team, and I knew they were in the Gold Cup as well. So you know, I was speaking to him about. I was like, "What's the Gold Cup like?" Because obviously Paul had played for the Canada national team. I said, "What's it all like?" And you know, we had a catch up, and he said, "Oh, who are you playing for?" I said, "I'm I'm at Guyana. It's our first time going." He's like, "Oh, I'm half Guyanese." So I didn't even know that, which is <laughs> unbelievable. So yeah, Paul's a great guy. That's quite funny. Yeah, he's yeah, a great. Guy. I mean, for us Spurs fans, you know, he scored away at West Ham in the last minute. We'll never forget oh, that. So I, I, I did. Yeah. <laughs> the four three. I did yeah. feel a bit of a pang there. Also, another player who left. Uh, Sim, can I just throw this player at you? Um, he, he, Hossam Ghali. He left oh, in that. Yeah. In that. Yeah. And 
I remember him. I really, I, when he first came in, I really liked him. He was technically a lovely footballer, but he just yeah. never seemed to cut it. Do you remember him, Sim? I do, yeah. He, he was the one who threw his shirt at mine, yo, wasn't it? And he never... I think he Correct. um he might have had a couple of... Maybe gone out on loan to a couple of clubs a season or two after that, but he just... It was around 2007 that he did that, wasn't it? And I don't remember ever seeing him in a Tottenham shirt after that again. Well, I remember his teeth come flying out from a kick in the face or something. Remember that on Match of the Day season? Yeah, I do remember that. Yeah, I do remember that. Good memory, Peter. He went to Derby um, or something. And guys, guys, we had a terrible start to the season. And then Ramos gets sacked after a shocking game at Stoke. And then in the same, in the same day, Harry Redknapp gets appointed. How, how did you feel about that, Sim, at the time? It was the night before, late the Saturday night, wasn't it? Before Redknapp's first game against Bolton that Harry came in. We'd sat Ramos in the same night and it was all... I think I remember waking up the next morning and kind of looking forward to the game and hearing that Harry Redknapp was our manager. But I think we all expected Ramos to go, didn't we? But I'd obviously known Harry from being a fan of the Premier League and what he'd been doing at Portsmouth as well. He'd won the FA Cup the year before. And yeah, I felt, I felt happy. Yeah. I felt happy that he was that he was our manager. He's massive character. He's, he drew me in. He won games after that. He won three out of his first four, which always helps. And had that amazing yeah. four-four draw against Arsenal, where you know I showed a lot of passion in that game, and that was just it was it just felt magical, and it felt like we were on such a crest of a wave in those first, certainly those first four games under him. Yeah. Sergio Ramos, uh, one day, one day Ramos, Sergio Ramos, one day Ramos was our manager. Did he have Gus Poyet sort of assisting him? Yes, he was. Yeah, I wondered if you had much contact with uh, Ramos because I know he didn't speak any English at all, did he? So. Well, when when um, when one day came in, he obviously took over Martin Yole, and I remember Martin was brilliant for us young players. I remember we were schoolboys, and the um, the day release program had just started, so we would miss you know half a day at school. I'd miss a day at school to come in. And trained at the academy, almost preparing us for full-time football as such. And uh, I remember the program had just started, and we didn't know what to expect as you know, young fifteen-year-olds, sixteen-year-olds coming in. Martin actually used to get us in, and we would train with the first team in the afternoon. So as schoolboys, we would be missing like German lesson or English lesson. It was surreal, really, because I, I actually came in quite late to the academy. I would do my maths in the morning, and I would miss the rest of my periods at school and I'd be going to train with Jermaine Defoe, Berbatov, Hosam Ghali, all them videos of core, all them boys. And you know, you go into school the next day and you tell the boss, oh, where did you go um, this, yesterday afternoon? I was like, oh, I was, I was training with the first team yesterday. So yeah, like it was, it was a bit surreal that time. And they had uh, but Martin, Martin Yol was so good with the young players and you know, he always had an arm around the shoulder and I really loved Martin. He was a top guy. Great guy. So when one day came in, it was different. It was really because di- he, he kind of created a separation between the academy and the first team. Whereas with Martin Yo, the academy boys and the first team boys, we sat together at lunch. We integrated all the time. We trained a lot with the first team. When one day came in, that access wasn't as frequent for sure. The, you know, we had to eat in separate places, which is which is fine. I think you should earn your stripes. There's nothing wrong with that, but. I think opportunities into the first team became more limited right. um, and training with the first team became more limited too. When Harry came in, I was never his biggest fan, Harry, as I've said in previous podcasts, but you know, I just felt a real togetherness of the club, which I felt Harry brought that back in. Peter, did you feel that as well? Yeah, we hit a bit of a low point in that, I think Sim mentioned the Stoke game, the away game. It's almost like that would probably be my low point. It's almost had like a comedic value about it. It's a game that you'd either 
cry about or laugh about. I, I was actually sort of watching that from behind the sofa. I think it's the one where we got two players sent off. Yeah, we got Bale and Dawson sent off in that game. Man. Yeah, and Choluca got injured and Gomez was crying, you know, that game. So to see Harry come oh, in, that's right. you know, I thought, well, things can only get better. But in that season, you know, we, we, we obviously beat Bolton, then drew with Arsenal away, beat Liverpool and beat Man City. So we sort of done all right the rest of the season. Ended up finishing eighth. We only lost five out of our last 18 league games in uh, 2009. Which is incredible, considering what he's come into. I actually felt that Harry bought fantastically in that winter transfer window. Something which a lot of managers don't seem to do these days. So in that winter transfer window, he bought Defoe, Palacios, Chimbonda, and he got Keane back from Liverpool. I mean, what for transfer window? Keane just never quite came back the same player, did he? After that, after that Liverpool spell, no. It's, it's a shame, but he got a few goals, and like you said, like the, the togetherness of the side would have improved as well, but. Yeah, I never thought he was quite the same player, which is a shame because he was he was unbelievable in his in his first spell. Yeah. But I mean, in that season as well, we didn't lose to Arsenal. We drew with them twice. We drew and beat Chelsea, and we done the double over West Ham. You know, and we beat done the double over Man City as well. It's you know when you look back at this season, we finished eighth. But I just felt in hindsight it was a really positive season. You guys? Yeah, and I talked about low point. High point was the iconic game at the Emirates, the four four game. Not only because of the Bentley goal. But the, the euphoria that surrounded the Lennon goal, which was very, very late equaliser. It was like an equaliser that felt like a winner. Yeah, like a winning goal. There were, there were empty seats in the away end, weren't there? Because yeah. we were 4-2 down. Yeah, I, I, I just... Two, two minutes that's to go that's right. I just want to say this, and possibly Sam, anyone might want to close their ears, but when we sort of were down, I just turned it off because I couldn't bear to watch it anymore. And woke up in the morning and said, we draw 4-4. It's like, I was gutted. Confessions. <laughs> That's the fickle Spurs fan in me, though, isn't it? And uh, that season as well. We had a really, really good cup run that season in the League Cup, where we actually got to the final. So we beat Newcastle away in one of the rounds, Liverpool at home, Watford away, Burnley in the semi-final. And then we got to the final against Manchester United. Peter, what's your memories of that final? Happy Easter everyone! Our trawl through the 2008-09 season continues on Tuesday when the boys recall Carling Cup final penalty disappointment at the hands of Man United and Sam describes what it feels like to sit in forgetful boss Harry Redknapp's dressing room having been named in the Spurs matchday squad for a UEFA Cup tie at home to Shakhtar Donetsk. Easter Monday's podcast will be part two of yesterday's interview with Sam Cox as we chat more about his Spurs career, past and present and his involvement with Guyana at last summer's Concord Cup.